Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffitt and Amanda Hoshite. Well, welcome. Here we are in episode number eight. Can you believe this, Amanda? Eight weeks of this podcast, and we've managed to get together each week, even in the midst of our crazy busy schedules. Uh, yeah, I'm, it's uh, it's a blessing, and um, yeah, we're just excited to be here, excited people are still listening, um, yes. so that's always good. It is. It is. And to those of you uh, who live outside of the United States listening, cool. That's awesome. I'd love to hear how you found us and why you're listening. That'd be cool. But uh, um, yeah, episode eight. Well, last last time, last week, we talked a little bit about Proverbs chapter 30, uh, verses seven through nine. And, and at the end, very end, I got this, this, this thought process to go through about the other side of it. So we had talked at length about the side of, you know, wealth and, and riches and this, this insatiable need to like, just consume and keep getting stuff for yourself. But then as we were thinking and going, and honestly, last week, man, we covered the gambit of stuff. I felt like we covered from A to Z just about last week. It was awesome. But then as we were finishing up, I had these thoughts. And of course, you know, I've slept since then. So I don't know exactly what I was thinking. Um, exactly. Of course, I didn't write it down or anything, but I did want to go back to it and, and just talk about the other side of the coin, but I'm going to read it real quick. Um, so this is Proverbs chapter 30, verses seven through nine. It says, two things I ask of you, O Lord, do not refuse me before I die. Keep falsehood and lies from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. And it's, it's that other side. It's that I may become poor and steal and dishonor the name of God that I wanted to kind of touch on, at least at the beginning of this, uh, this, this week, um, just because we didn't really cover too much of that. Not that, I mean, we have to extrapolate it too far, but I think it's something to be said, you know, in the new Testament, it says, Paul says, I think it's in Thessalonians. I should probably go find it. Um, where it says, you know, Hey, those who are idle. And the reason they are idle, these, these people, I think it was Thessalonians. They were idle because they thought Jesus was coming back a second time. And so they stopped working and they're just like living off of other people. And Paul says, Hey, Hey, like get off your butt and work. Like, just because Jesus will come back doesn't mean you should just like languish waiting for him. So, so don't rely on, on other people all the time for everything, right? Work for your own, you know, abilities. So it's that it's, it's Proverbs does this all the time where it's the two headed coin, right? It's the two sided thing where don't go too far to the left, but don't go too far for the right. Does that make sense? Oh Yeah. Um, I, I, t- I totally agree that pendu- that, that ever spinning, um, pendulum, you know, um, and, and I think some, it comes from a somewhat Christian, uh, mis- misconcept in my opinion, that people think we are just, once we become saved, we are just a waiting game for Jesus to come back. Right. So everything that we are doing, everything that is, is just for the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do need to consider our rewards in heaven. Um, and we do need to, to consider, um, the eternal impact of what we're doing now, but where were humans made for? Yeah. They were made for the garden of Eden. They were made for earth. Yeah. <laughs> um, and 
this is where we were made to be. And, and, and it takes me back. I know we've talked about this a little bit before with um, the Lord's prayer Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right? Mm-hmm. We're not just sitting around um, just waiting to die. Um, <laughs> although we don't fear death because right. we know, we know what's coming, but we are, we are made for communion with God and for one another right here and right now to bring those principles um, of the kingdom of heaven to the now. Right. Right. So I did find it. It's second Thessalonians chapter three. It says this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we command you brothers to keep away from every brother who is idle and does not live according to the teaching you receive from us for you yourselves know how we lived among you. And, and Paul was a, was a tent maker and he was an active he worked a lot to keep his mission going. I mean, there were some churches that assisted him as well. But then it says this in verse 10 of chapter 3 of Second Thessalonians. For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. If a man will not work, he shall not eat. We hear some among you are idle. They're not busy. They're busy bodies. Such people we command and urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and earn the bread they eat. Um, I, I'm going to post that in my church again, too. No. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Going across verses, I'm like, that'd make a plaque. No, just <laughs> well, I, I appreciate the fact that the Bible's honest. Like, you're not busy, you're busy bodies. Come on. Like now, but this this idea that that God making us neither neither rich nor poor, this middle ground, give me my daily bread, the things that I need. And I feel like sometimes too, we forget the difference between a need and a want. Oh goodness, yep. Right? Where Oh, but I need that. Well, do, do you need it? Do you know what the definition of need is? Need is this thing that, sh- that if you don't have it, you might likely die. <laughs> you know, you need food, you need water, you need shelter, you need, uh, you need people, right? You need mental he- for your mental health. You need uh, joy and, and camaraderie and you know, even human touch. It's been proven babies need human touch, right? Um, but at the same time, while I might like Legos, for example, I do not need Legos. So she said, this is my son, Elias. Elias, say hi. Yeah, he heard the word Legos and he came I'm and run it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I bring all the kids. I bring all the kids. With That's my- all good. Uh, Elias is so adorable. So here's the challenge with being a podcast is I can see on the screen. Uh oh, watch out! <laughs> but you guys can't on the podcast because it's You're hitting you with a plastic uh, bat. a wiffle ball bat. Yes, a wiffle ball bat. Yep, a wiffle ball bat. Oh, the joys of parenting! It's so much fun. Hey, to be fair, this is I think the first time that the kids have joined on this. Uh, right. On this if, if anyone follows our Salvation Army Kirksville Facebook page, you will see him a lot of times. Can you bring the squishmallow upstairs? That'd be very helpful. And then you can stay there. Great. There you go. There you go. Then, then you would see him because he uh, he interrupts those all the time. Yeah, I have watched those. Those are fun. Uh, <laughs> and yes, he often comes and settles with you and it's fun. But, uh, but yeah, so this, if we get back to the scripture text and just thinking about, you know, God will gift us what we need. Now that's not to say that life won't be hard sometimes, right? That there might be times when we feel 
very much in poverty. But I also think of the difference between being impoverished from a financial perspective and being impoverished from a spiritual perspective. Um, it's so interesting you're talking about this. So I've been kind of studying um, depression um, a little bit. Um, and um, because it seems to be right, a depression is a, an, an epidemic, at least here in um, the United States from a clinical thing, they say one in three people at some point in their life as an American will be, will be, have, have, um, could be diagnosed with depression. Now they probably all won't go to a doctor, right? Um, but they have enough symptoms to be classified as depressed. And, um, and they said the, the first time depression really started to become a thing because, um, or even classified was in Victorian times. And it was only in one class of people at that time. And that was the rich wives, the elites, uh, the upper echelon of um, kind of Victorian society. And the reason why is because they had to do nothing for themselves. They had servants to take care of the household. They had servants to dress them. They had servants that took care of all the needs and their only job was to exist. Um, and so they became busybodies. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you're a Jane Austen fan, but that's in that Regency era. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Um, and it, instead of fulfilling your life thinking, oh, I have all of my needs cared for so I can just enjoy, it actually does the opposite and it robs you of joy. When you're stripped of work, therefore con contributing something to the society, all you do is it becomes a drain on you and it becomes a drain to the society. And they're saying why that's so widespread now, and I'm not at all trying to if you suffer from mental health, I'm so sorry. I also have some depressive tendencies, so I'm not trying to classify you in any way. But I find in my own life, when I'm feeling the most depressed is when I'm becoming the most self. I, I need my time. I need my rest. I need this thing. Me, 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 me. Um, and the way that I, has helped me is when I start to notice those things in myself to go out and, and pay attention to the other, right? To, to someone else. Yeah. And it gets me out of my own headspace. And for me, it really, really does work when I can actually, um, you know, oh, I'm feeling, you know, sucky about my dirty house. Hey, I wonder if someone else needs some time, right? And I can go over there and I can help them clean out one of their closets. And I'm like, oh man, I'm all like pumped up to take care of the stuff in my own life. Hooray. There you go. Yeah. Well, I also, you know, there, there are things that, that I struggle with as well. And um, mostly I, it stems from, I think my feelings instead of feeling my feelings. But when I, when I've been chatting with my counselor, he has said routinely, he said, you need to, to get out and have emotional connections with people. Mm -hmm. That's going to keep you from, from kind of spiraling down into your own head and spiraling down into your own pit of whatever is when you have those those solid emotional connections with people not the not the fake stuff that we tend to see on social media or mm -hmm. like the the surface level interactions with people all those those can be that can be a start but really to have those those solid deep emotional connections with others 
that's what keeps you keeps us or can keep us especially keep me from from finding myself spiraling downward right Mm -hmm. but it's interesting you say that as you were talking i was thinking about the pendulum again right right because because too much toil also it's correct you can go (laughs) not helpful correct and so that's a lot of times our instability instability is because we we are the pendulum we go too too far this way and get on balance and then we we react and we go too far i remember when i was first learning to drive and it was like the second time i had ever driven it was on a gravel road it was pretty loose gravel i was with my dad and sorry dad for scaring scaring you immensely with my driving but i remember not you know when you're first learning how to drive you don't necessarily have the balance down right so i remember hitting a soft spot in the gravel road and compensating by turning the wheel. Except that when I turned the wheel, I went too far and I had to turn the wheel back. Well, then I turned it too far again. And all of a sudden (laughs) we're going down the road, just zigzagging in like crazy. Now, thankfully I was at least smart enough. And my dad was like telling me in a relatively calm voice, all things considered, like take your foot off the pedal, (laughs) slow down, don't slam on the brakes, right? Just ease yourself on the brakes. And we got, we got to a stop and he said, what, wh- why do you think this happened? Like what went wrong? Right. Cause the idea he he's always he, one of those guys, he's wants you to learn what you, what you did wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, I overcompensated, right. I, I got so far to the left that I had to spin over to the right. And, and then I got too far to the right and I had to spin over to the left. And instead of like, just easing, right. And finding that mm-hmm. balance getting into that middle ground but that's how that's what the whole premise of proverbs 37 through 9 is right don't give me so much wealth that i disown you don't give me so much poverty that i steal and and dishonor you but give me this middle ground give me what i need for the day right Mm. and same thing with with whatever health that go that is right our mental health our physical health our relational health our financial health they're all connected if we keep from pendulum swinging crazy back and forth and back and forth that will help us keep stable in the long run right i think yeah so i've I've been talking at our church series we've been going through um um joseph yeah and um kind of one of the concepts yesterday yesterday it's um a sunday was um it feels like that could have been yesterday was that um god's favor was him being thrown in slavery in prison that was god's favor because imagine if Joseph, imagine what would have happened to Joseph had he been left in his father's house, elevated to the golden boy status. Um, really, he had gifts, but he, in his, you know, and I, and I grant, yes, he was like 16, 15, 16. So, you know, we all, I think most people are that way at that age, but he, he thought his gifts were about him. Right. Right. You're all going to bow down to me. Isn't that hilarious? Right. Right. (laughs) And I, and I don't, and I think had he been left 
there, he would have went the same way that Abraham and Isaac and Joseph had went. I'm sorry, Jacob. Yeah, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Sorry, thank you. Um, had went with, because they were not perfect. And a lot of their issues that came up, came up when they started to ra like rationalize sin, right? Well, I can, right? God's with me. I can do these right. whatever things, right? You know, I can take matters into my own hands for the king. And Joseph luckily was removed from the situation before that could be him. Yeah. And he was stripped away of all of the things, all of the status symbols of his specialness. Now he was still chosen by God, but it was God's favor yeah. that put him where he ended up. And of course, for the betterment of others, not just him. So his gift could be used for good. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes when we think about our own plight, and, and yes, his brothers meant it for evil, right? And he says, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. And I think our own struggles can be that. And sometimes our situation in life of not having X, Y, Z, whatever, is God's favor. Yeah, can certainly be. Well, even in Romans, right? God works all things to the good of those who love him. Right. It doesn't mean that all things that happen to you are good. No, nope, that's what it means. Everything I touch will be good. <laughs> Let's no, no. Let's have a conversation <laughs> after this. I'm just kidding. No, no but, but, but it's true. You know, not everything that happens is good. Bad things happen. Right. right. Yet, in spite of that, um, often some, because of it, God can use it mm -hmm. um, for good. And mm -hmm. I agree. I think Joseph, had he, had he not, had he had to humble himself he was a slave right. and then right. he was a prisoner um he had to learn different yeah ways. a new language a new culture he got stripped away of everything you know he was put on the lowest totem pole in that society right absolutely wow good stuff and and so and, and i and i don't don't misconstrue anyone what i'm saying i'm not saying that god um you know causes evil for you to turn to him <laughs> or some people think can go down that weird rabbit hole, and that's not what i'm saying um but what in joseph's case and sometimes in other cases it can be the best i think about my years homeless um i think about so i shared my testimony my mother left you know all of those kind of things um but i think a lot of that was god's favor to my family because that is my dad my 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 in my, especially in my father's life, his time of homelessness um, with two little girls not knowing what to do, that was the most significant spiritual time of his life. Um, and it has set him up on a path of righteousness since. And even though I straight away in my, you know, 16 year old wisdom, when I came back, it was a, a lot of it was to do with that example yeah. of how my dad struggled well mm. and yeah. he didn't you know he refused to let his poverty you know he refused to let his circumstance make him defy who god is because he, he had to trust god for every meal that we had yeah you know 
And, um, and it was God's that, that time in our life was God's favor. And I truly, truly believe that happiest memories of my life were in that pickup truck. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And, um, you know, it just, it just reminds me of, of, of Luke chapter 12. Um, when, you know, he's talking about, don't worry, right. What, what you're going to eat or your body, what you're going to wear. I'm sorry. Verse 22. Um, and consider the ravens, right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're more valuable from birds. Um, but the last part, third verse 32, don't be afraid little flock. Your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Mm -hmm. So sell your possessions and give to the poor. So this is right after context, the rich young ruler. Yep. That's the context. Um, but, and provide purses for yourself. That's not going to wear out your treasure in heaven. That will never fail. Um, no thief comes for where your treasure is. Your heart will be also. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think in my, in, in the, in, in my family's context, my dad knew that, um, our support wasn't going to be found in things. Right. And he, and he shared that with little six-year-old me, right? What are we going to wear? How are we going to eat today? I don't know. The Lord will provide. And he did. Yeah. He did like for real. (laughs) He did. And I can, and I can point to those things now. And when I'm worried about stuff being a mother on my own and I worry, well, whatever, will my, you know, be able to get X, Y, Z. Yeah. If I need it. And if I don't need it, it won't come. Right. And I can, I can be okay with that. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that God is, I don't, I don't believe in the, in the prosperity thing that um, are, you know, kind of the 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 Sadducee kind of mindset get get yours now right because right? because the Sadducees didn't really believe in much of an afterlife so they kind of believe God's blessings have to come here and now his material mm-hmm. whatever stuff live as comfortably as you can um, and that's a sign of God's blessing I, I don't I don't think that that can be right because some of the most godly people I've met are the ones who have very little, but what they have, they've given to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, and that contentedness. Well, what, is, I mean, Jesus says in, in the parables, well, in the gospels throughout, but and I wish I could come up with an ex- exact example, but um, do not be like the hypocrites who pray out loud in the synagogues, who give their riches for men to see Truly, mm. they have received their reward. And that's the thing. If if our reward is is success here. Yeah. That just I, reminds me of that verse too, you know. Um, you're going out. Oh, gosh, I, I'm going to butcher this. Um, but um, you're going out with the gospel and making people twice as fit for hell as you are yourself. Yes. Right. Uh uh, yeah, Paul, Paul, uh, oh. <laughs> where, where, where was that? Yes. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> um, Google, come save the day. <laughs> um, yes, I'm, thanks, friends. Uh, Matt, oh, it's Matt. No, it's Jesus. Matthew 25, 15. 23, oh, 15. oh, yeah, to the Pharisees. That's yes. It. Uh, woe to, yeah, wrote, you know, um, Oh, that's King James. I can't read that. Okay. (laughs) 
I mean, I, I can, I'm not going to right now. Um, it just gave me every translation here. Um, 25 what? 2315. Sorry. 2315. Yeah. You what know, do you teachers you... of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites, you travel all over land and sea to win a single convert. And he becomes one. You make him twice as much a son of hell as you are. Jeez. Clap back, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but that, but that kind of idea, right? Um, when I'm thinking about how sometimes we try to win people for Jesus. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, you will <clears throat> do this thing and, and he'll help you with your marriage or your kids or your money or your blah, 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 blah. Just come to Jesus and he'll take care of it. <clears throat> well, that's not always true. <laughs> well, certainly not true in the way we think it's not, not the way play out. But I, I always keep going back to that, um, the valley of the shadow of death. Mm-hmm. He doesn't give us a detour from it. Right. Um, he's not like, oh, you know, that valley of the shadow of death, that's, you know, that's for the bad people. But here's this nice road because you're with me and I don't want to take a bad road. So we're going to go on the nice road. No, he says, when you are there and everybody goes there, I'm with you. And my rod and my staff come for you, right? And we talked about this before, that shepherd's crook, right? Yep. The, that um, wraps around the neck of sheep that are trying to go off a path, right? And he pulls them back in, usually gently. <laughs> yeah. Not always if they're stubborn, right? No, yeah. please don't die today, sheep. Like, let's come back. <laughs> right. Um, and then it fights off predators. The stick part fights off predators. Right. Um, to say, because when we have it bad, we don't actually know how bad it could be. True. Because he says, but the, but the difference with Christ in our, in our poverty or our struggle or our anything is that he's with us. Right. And that makes the difference. I am way braver when I'm with someone else. Oh, yeah. Me. Absolutely. Me too. You know, I mean, just... On my own, I am, you know, I don't know. I'm a chicken, really. But when, I, when, I'm, when I'm with another person, right, we can hype each other up, right? And we can be braver together. And I think that's how we are with Christ. We can, we can do all of things through Christ who's with us in the struggle, who is strengthening us in the moment to say, guess what? It's hard, but there will be another side. Right. And you can have faith and trust in those things. And, and the problem when it comes with any bad situation is when we, you know, when he says, I don't want to steal because I'll profane the name of God steal. It's, I think it's, this goes deeper than just, you know, stealing a loaf of bread to feed my family. Yes. I think it means where I'm going to take matters into my own hands, right? Like the patriarchs did before. I'm going to take these matters into my own hands um and prof- profane the name of god by doing this stuff that is not godly yeah um i heard an example of um a woman um who lives in a in a country where rape is prevalent okay and women are kind of a a, a second class thing and and she was trying to do all of these um all of these things, um, like selling things and whatever. And she just wasn't able to, um, she just wasn't able to, to make ends meet. 
And one day she's trying to sell some things on the road. Um, her daughter is with her and these men kidnap her daughter and, and say, um, you know, we are, if you want your daughter back, we're going to rape you. Okay. Now she's a Christian woman or sleep with us essentially, you know, which is still coerced. So it's still rape. And um, she did it. So her daughter didn't get raped and so that she, they didn't die. And then her church ostracized her for being a harlot, you know, um, because where did she go? Right. To the safe place. Yeah. Um, right. Was she in sin? I don't think so. Right. Now, if she had said, I'm poor, I'm going to go out and find someone to sleep with me for money. That's different. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we, we look at the action instead of the motive. Yeah. Um, and that's where we get weird and, and judgy. But God knows our hearts. He says where your heart is, there's or where your treasure is. Right. There's your heart. Right. And I think God is way, way, way more interested in the heart. Absolutely. And whenever, and whenever we try to um, make a list of moral do's and don'ts, sometimes, you know, we end up kind of missing the mark mm-hmm. because it's not so much the what it's the why right well um, jesus says to the pharisees they're whitewashed tombs right mm-hmm. you look mm-hmm. good on the outside you're doing all the right things you you've got this moral code down mm-hmm. but your hearts are evil and corrupt and and filthy and dead mm-hmm. i'd rather have someone who is passionate about the Lord and messes up occasionally because they don't know any better or because Mm -hmm. whatever, then someone who thinks they have it all together. Yeah. I I say all the time, you know, I, in the people that I hang out with, I'd rather have an honest sinner than a pretend saint as a friend any day. And I'm not trying to give a license to go out and sin again. That's your, that's your heart. But sometimes, you know, we fall into, things that are beyond our control. But what's our heart? I'm probably butchering this. I hope you all <laughs> yeah. know what I'm well, saying. Well, I think you can, you, you know, again, the pendulum, right? Because yep. you, can, you can go too far on either side of that. Oh, my heart's in the right place. I'm just going to sin all the time. Well, then your heart's probably not in the right place. And your heart's not in the right place. Right? Like, or people will say, well, I just had, I had this affair because... God wanted this person to be my spouse instead of the person I'm married to. Mm, no, <laughs> that's not, it's not a thing, you know? And when I'm talking about hearts, yeah, I'm not talking about feelings because our feelings are deceptive. Correct. Very much so. Very much so. Wow. Whew. We've covered some stuff today. I don't know if we covered what you wanted to cover. <laughs> uh, you know what? What I, I, we don't have a plan. Like I, there's some things that we could have gone and taken, but I gone in a direction. We can do that another time. This, this was great though. And I, cause I think <sighs> there's so much depth to scripture. Mm-hmm. There's so much meat to life is not this simple, easy, you know, stick figure drawing right? It's a tapestry of 
all these interwoven threads and people interact and motivations and actions and heart and, and what you're thinking in a moment. And, you know, we, all of the things we even talked about just kind of flow into that and it's going to be messy, right? That's people are messy. Lives are messy and God understands the mess far better than we do, right? He's weaving the tapestry in the sense that he, he created all of us. He's not, he's given us free will. So he's not like these, it's not like the tapestry of the fates in Greek mythology, where we don't have a choice and we just have to follow the path. We have free choice, free will. We can decide on our own, but God sees it from the outside, right? He's beyond this tapestry. He's beyond time and space. And because of that, he can see like the story of Joseph or Amanda, your story, he can see beyond the right now and say, yes, but they're going to use right now in the future. Mm-hmm. They're going to use the, the, the bad thing happening right here in this moment. And it's going to turn out for a good thing on the back end. And mm-hmm. we can't see that, right? When we're in the valley of the shadow of death, it's dark. <laughs> it's dark and scary and terrifying. But if we if we remember and lean into the presence of our God, the presence of Jesus, mm-hmm. then we can make it through. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. We could keep talking all day, but um, uh, we both have things we've got to get to and things we've got to do, agendas to be done. I have about 7,000 emails. Okay, that's an exaggeration, but it feels like 7,000 emails to write. But uh, yeah, all of this from from two verses, three verses in Proverbs. We could probably do a a couple more episodes on on that Proverbs text. So it's so good. Jumping into all different texts around the the scriptures as well. And that's where I guess I want to leave us with an encouragement is those of you who are listening, um, Amanda and I will never consider ourselves biblical experts, right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Not even a little bit, but we read the Bible a lot. We look at how it connects. We see all the inner workings. We are guided by the Holy spirit and we don't got it all down by any stretch. But you guys can do that for yourselves too. It doesn't, it's not just us. It's not like we're God's gift to anybody. Um, We just enjoy each other's company and liked. And I I will say again, that this is a conversation we would have regardless of if we were were recording. Oh, we have. That's why then we thought, hey, we should record these. (laughs) We should should totally record these and let other people listen. Yeah, we, we routinely have conversations that sound like this. So we had just have a blast um, thinking deeply about scripture and life and how this interacts and all of those things. So anyway, we're glad you're here. Hopefully you're enjoying things. If you have any feedback for us, uh, please reach out, comment, like the podcast, share the podcast if you are so inclined. And uh, anything else, Amanda? Um, no, I just want to um, encourage any listener out there, and of course for ourselves, Jenny, um, you and I, um, to be, when we're feeling low, and when we're feeling like we're struggle, when we're struggling, look for the opportunities that God is giving to grow in those, and see how can this be used for a catalyst for good. Mm. Yeah. How is what's going on in me right now? And and be honest. Our our society is too. How are you? Fine. 
right be honest because problems that are not acknowledged will not be fixed mm, yep and to say hey i am struggling with xyz and have a if you have a trusted person or if you have a minister or send us an email i don't know we're confidential um and just to say hey can this situation that's going on in my heart if someone's coming against me or if i'm even just feeling down or low can it be used as a catalyst for someone else's good and therefore for my good yeah um and i do know that those places um, and those seasons exist because I am a testimony to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Good stuff. Well, friends, um, God blesses us so that we can be a blessing to others. And I think that we talked about that the entire episode, how that works out that way. But uh, we just have, pray that you have a good day, good week, and we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.